Hello everybody, and welcome to the 16th episode of Reboot Arnie Underway. I am your host, Jacob Lacey, joined today by Aaron Hahn. Hello. Hello, Aaron. David is not with us today, unfortunately, but he will be back again next week. But until then, we'll, uh, we'll carry the torch, you know, we'll... We'll try not to be as long with the tooth as we normally are when it's just you and I. <laughs> it's the latest. It's the last two episodes that have been like our longest they ever. Have been really long. I don't know why. I, I think I'm the sorry, podcast listeners. Usually takes us longer than we normally go. So that, that's probably it. We need to maybe pick less uh, less characters. But anyway, anyway, today I, ah, well, <laughs> I know how to talk. Anyway, today, guys, we are going to be casting uh, the inevitable live-action uh, adaptation of Hunchback of Notre Dame. It's going to happen eventually. Uh, then we're going to be talking about a little bit about Morgan in our upcoming movie segment. But first, uh, today we're going to be talking about our most quotable movies. You're the devil! Batman is playing Galaga. Thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. Uh, we each have two. Aaron, what do, what do you have? Well, I'll let you go first. You better let me go first, because I think I might... Yeah. I hope I'm not stealing one of yours, but it might I feel be, like we because... Might, I think I think we might have is the it, same one. Is it uh, Hot Rod? Oh, it's totally Hot Rod. Hot <laughs> Rod is totally one of them. Of course it is. It I can, I can think of another one, though, so... But let's well, we're, we're going to start first. with Hot Rod. Yeah. Because that's probably one of... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... So I'm going to start with, like, the one that I use the most, I think is uh it's when rod is talking to his dad like the picture of his dad under his pillow and it's like i love you pop pop and then his brother comes in and he just yells get out <laughs> like i do that all the time to people just and most people have not seen hot rod so like they don't know what i'm referencing or anything like that but i'm yep i, I do that a lot <laughs> i probably do too <laughs> what do you got what do you got aaron Ah, uh, there's so many to pick from, but I'm gonna go with one that's probably underrated. You know, as far okay. as <laughs> underrated quotes for this movie go. Yeah. And that is when he like, I forget, I think what his like dad. They find out his dad is like dying. He won't get the surgery, so he comes home <laughs> oh, oh, and yes. then he's like, he's like, what is this? Some kind of interactive theater art piece? <laughs> <laughs> that one is really good. That is a really good one. That is so. It, no it's applicable to so many situations, you know? You just... <laughs> yeah, that one's really good. Um, I will also mention, if you haven't seen Hot Rod, you should totally watch it. It's on Netflix. It's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Is it on Netflix again? Oh, did they take it off? I don't know. It's Let's... like all movies. It's on and off and yeah. on again. It's usually on, though, because no one's buying that on Blu-ray. <laughs> Is um, it even on Blu-ray? Yeah, I have it. <laughs> oh, I only have the DVD. Yeah. I, I might have to upgrade it. Yeah, oh, it's good. It's it's so much better on Blue. No, it's exactly the same. Um, but uh, other quotes from that. They're trying to... There's. Oh, there's one that we use in the podcast if we have a rant segment um, where they're at the dinner table and his stepdad hits him in the face with a cane or he just stands up and he's like, you're the devil! <laughs> I use that one all the time, too. Uh... And then another one, like when... Uh... They're, like, marching to the big event at the end, <laughs> oh, and then, yeah. like, everyone starts singing the song, and then it turns into a riot, and then, uh, yeah. what's his name? Danny McBride's, Danny McBride's character. Yeah. I don't know Whatever his, his name Rico, is. Rico, but then, I think his name is. Yeah, Rico. And he just, like, he's like, I can't believe people would just 
take a good thing and take a good situation and take advantage of it like that. Yeah. Holding a TV after a all the rioting. Just such a brilliant scene. <laughs> that movie is way smarter than people give it credit for, I think. So, that is Hot Rod. Any, any other ones to, to share? So, I'm, I'm just saying that's perfectly applicable if you're like being a hypocrite or something. <laughs> yeah, like, it really is. They're, yeah. so, they're so useful in real life. I think every scene in that movie has two or three quotes that you can use just in day-to-day life. It's just great. It's one of yeah, those I mean, movies we're... that you can watch it over and over again, and it gets better every time. Yeah. So. I mean, we could spend like the entire two hours or whatever really quoting it. We're the Hot Rod cast now. We're only talking about Hot Rod. The number one quote you have to use is Cool Beans. Oh, well, I mean, of course, yeah. That, That's yeah. just applicable everywhere, anything in life. I just anyone who hasn't seen this movie has no idea what the context is for that scene, but even in context, it doesn't make sense. But they give you so many different ways to say it. Yeah, they do. Ways to enunciate it. They you do. Can use all of them. <laughs> all right, real quick, you just said that, and then it reminded me of another one, so I'm just gonna throw this one out real quick before we move on. Is uh, right. when Rod's brother is talking about like the video on the internet he's like it's bouncing around more than a beach ball at a nickelback concert <laughs> I, I like to use that one too so all right that is hot rod all right now my first movie um i'm gonna have to think of another one because hot rod is one of mine but uh, my, my first movie is the avengers um i feel like there's just oh. a lot of great quotes from that that can be thrown out i like to throw around that man's playing galaga a lot that's uh that's a good one of course um, I mean, he's adopted. That's a good one too. Even though everyone on the internet got offended about that for some reason. Why? Uh, because it was bad against adopted people or something. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, but another <laughs> the one I think most use is when he's like, "I understood that reference." Oh, yep, yeah, I was just gonna say that one. Yeah, I understood that reference. Um, I mean. I'd have to bring up all the serious ones, but there are also, like, serious quotes from that one. Although, I mean, it is a Joss Whedon movie, so there are, um, you know, one-liners forever. Quirpy yeah. one-liners. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just when we were... Ah, did, I, did I do this? I don't remember if I did. But Aaron and I were in a drama class together in high school, and uh, we had to do, like, monologues. And I don't remember what I did for my monologue, but it might have been... Um, Loki's speech to Black Widow. I think I might. Did you? No, I don't think you did actually do it because there's like a. Oh yeah, there's a British. There's a British swear word. Yeah, there is. There is. I remember that now. Yep. I don't know how many people in class would have picked up on it, but no. But that is a really great uh, like scene too. uh, Just to the intensity and that. If I were to have done that, if I weren't afraid of maybe our teacher understanding what that meant, you know, I, I would have... Uh, hey, it's in a PG-13 film. It is in PG-13, you're right. I don't know, any quotes from that one you like, or... Oh, beyond the one I gave? Well, beyond I don't know. the one you gave, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Not that one, you don't like the one that you, that you said. If nothing, we get. We'll just move on. What's your second one, Aaron? Oh, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> okay. I was just gonna say one more one. Oh, go for that one. I was just gonna be like when at the end. 
He's just like, let's all get shawarma or whatever. Oh, what, yeah. what does he say? He's like, yeah, you ever heard of shawarma? There's this really nice shawarma. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if you're if you're actually going to get shawarma, which I did seek out after the movie came out, <laughs> I had to do it. You had to. That, at that point, it's just on unpre- like unprecedented. You have to do that. All right, Aaron, what's your second one? This is another pretty obvious pick. I don't know if I'm going to steal another you one from you. Might steal another but one from me. Is it the Lego Movie? It's not. Oh, oh. Good, good, good. All right. But that's that's another one. I mean, those ones. They're more, they don't fit as well out of context, no, but th- yeah. there's just so many good ones. Uh, I Super Hate You, that's a good one. <laughs> and this little dumb part where uh, Green Lantern. Bad Cop's just like, do you see the quotations I'm making with my clawed hands? <laughs> <laughs> like when, whenever someone like messes, like does the air quotes in real life, I'm just always like, I yeah. always quote that. <laughs> And, I mean, our listeners can't see it, but, I mean, if you've seen the movie, you know exactly what we're doing. Like, the Lego hands, but doing quotation marks. It's, uh, it's great. Uh, yeah, that's, that's great. I'm trying to think of some other ones from that one that are really great. Um, oh, gosh. It's the, okay, so this one doesn't work out of context, but I still think it's just one of the greatest things to say to people who understand it, is, uh, when, it's, I don't, it's not Will Arnett, it's Will Forte, he's playing Abraham Lincoln, and uh, it's like a house divided perfect. is better than this. <laughs> and it just leaves on his like rocket uh, chair or something. It's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that was Will Forte. Oh yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. They, there's a lot of people in that movie that say one line and then just are out. Like I right, know. like uh, Colby Smulders is Wonder Woman, and she gets like two lines or whatever. Oh really? I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And I didn't realize Nick Offerman was. Uh, metal beard until mm-hmm. like a year later <laughs> you're, you're kidding i know but then like when you listen for it like you can hear it like yeah. he does a really good job but you can hear it yeah yeah all right you got any other ones from that or uh, i don't know i mean i could go on and go on, on with no, all of these i don't want to i'm still thinking of a second one long. so oh who's I... coming unprepared now Oh, I came I came prepared with Hot Rod and Avengers. <laughs> but I think I have well, another one too, but I'm just picking some some from them right now. So go on with some Lego Lego movie quotes cuz uh... Oh, I really like uh the one where spoilers, I suppose, but the segment in the real world when it's when the kid it, the kid's like we bought it at Toy Star. It says ages <laughs> 8 to 14. <laughs> And then Wolfro was just like, that's a suggestion. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Alright. Use well, it whenever you're you're buying Legos as an adult. Yes. Use that everyone for sure. Will, I, mean, I mean, I haven't bought Legos since I was like eight. That's because they're too expensive they're, now. They're so expensive. Like, someone, one of my mom's friends bought, like, $300 worth of Legos on one... So that's, that's like, 50 blocks. On, on one it's, set, yeah. It's... It's awful. Like, they keep, they keep on putting out new ones that I really want to get with, like, really awesome minifigures or whatever, but I'm just like, they're way too much. They really are. I don't understand how they can get away with charging that much. But then you think about, what is their competition... Like, are you really going to go out and buy Mega Bloks? No, no one's going to do that. Come on now. <laughs> like, 
Aren't Mega Bloks might be like specifically aimed at kids though, right? Oh, I think so. Okay. But I don't know. They're kind of harder to put together than are regular they? Legos. Pretty much. They don't. About, they don't stay about together as well. Because Bionicles were hard to put together. Yeah, but those were meant for older <laughs> audiences. Teen boys. <laughs> I had a Django Fett uh, Bionicle, <laughs> and it shot a rocket out of its back. It was kind of cool. All right. Well, if uh, if you have a second one, I have a second one. You're gonna have to help me out a little bit with this, because I, I mean, I didn't have another one prepared, but it's Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Um, oh, nice. Highly quotable. Um, I think that one was actually almost one of yeah my picks. Almost good. good. You'll be able to you'll be able to help me a little bit. So um, the one I like to use is "Prepare to Die." Obviously, like just throwing "obviously" at the end of sentences sometimes. <laughs> it, it's good. Um, yeah, there's that one. There's uh oh yeah. If, all right, so if you want something bad, you gotta fight for it. Step up your game, Scott. Break out the L word. Lesbian. The other L word, lesbians. <laughs> Just great quotes from. Uh, I think that one could probably work out of context as well. But yeah, um, you were once a vegan, but now you'll be gone. <laughs> yes. Just amazing. Oh, and the quotes. one, uh, the other one, like, I was bi curious, but now I'm bi furious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, when he's, um, when Todd, like, punches the highlights out of Knives' hair, and, uh, and uh, young Scott goes over and he's like, he punched the highlights out of her hair. He punched the highlights. <laughs> just freaks out. <laughs> it's great. It's outstanding. So, yeah. I mean, this was just kind of a, a strange topic. Just a little something maybe you guys could see into what we quote, um, generally, movies that we find highly quotable. Um, especially Hot Rod. I mean, Hot Rod was my number one, and it was your number one as well. I figured. So. That's why I'm glad you let me go first. Yeah. Oh, God. Hot Rod is just outstanding. If you haven't watched any of those movies, I mean, everyone's seen Avengers at this point, so. Yeah, but, pretty um, much. But watch all the other ones. Yes. Definitely, definitely. All right, guys. Now we're going to be moving on to our uh, upcoming movies of the week. We have lost control of the Morgan Project. Aaron, how are you feeling about this one? Which one? This week, this week, just in general, of movies. Well, I think it's pretty obvious that uh, summer's over. It totally is. I think that's is. for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, that is very obvious, um, because the two movies of the week are The Light Between Oceans and Morgan. So let's start with The Light Between Oceans, which right. is a movie I was down on for a long time. Um I saw the preview recently, and I am no longer down on that movie. I want to see that movie really bad now. Um, oh, really? Yeah, have you seen the trailer? Uh, yeah, I watched it in preparation, because I am the one person who actually prepares for this, oh apparently. <laughs> yep, you're the only person who prepares. Um, no, but yeah, I watched it. Yeah, and, uh, what do you think? I don't know, it looks... I'm not sure how... No, what did it's it going show to be? you I don't in the know. trailer? Because what do you mean? There was, like, the first trailer that made it kind of look like just, like, a generic love story. And then there was one I saw before, uh, Florence Foster Jenkins, which I was like, I want to see the, that movie way more than I want to see this one. <laughs> but uh, it, it kind of introduces a darker element to it all. 
Um, oh, that's probably the one I saw then. Yeah, okay, the one where because... they like find the baby on the the ocean, on the beach or whatever, and they raise it, and then like the kind of fig- people start figuring out, hey, that's not your kid, and like I feel like that that's really interesting. Um, I mean, I love uh, um, Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander. So yeah, me too. Already, I'm there for them, but um, they're dating now, weren't they? Are they really? I'm pretty sure. I wonder if it's because of this movie. It, it might be just because of the movie. Hollywood needs to get that uh, relationship drama into everything they do. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know. I, I think it looks um, like emotional in a way that's not totally manipulative, if you know what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what you're saying because it looks melodramatic. I don't know. It, it just didn't come across that way. Maybe if I watch the trailer again, it might struck me out that, that way, but again, I was seeing it before Florence Foster Jenkins, which is a totally, like, emotionally manipulative movie <laughs> with, that wasn't very good. Um, I thought you liked it. I liked it, but it, like, was not what I wanted from that. Like, it, it was very much a, this is the beginning of this season where we're going to get all these big emotional films. Um, but I would have much rather seen The Light Between Oceans. I haven't even seen that yet, but I, I can easily say that there was another trailer though for um gosh i i can't even talk about it because i can't remember what it's called and i'm not going to be able to bring it up but it was like an early 50s hollywood kind of movie so you know the academy's gonna like it because i like movies about making movies oh this is an upcoming movie yes yes i i have no clue what it's called all right. Well, if, any, anything else to say about the light between oceans, or? I mean, it looks like it could potentially be interesting, and I, I agree. I really like the cast, but I don't know. It also looks a bit melodramatic. It does, but I I think that underlying like darkness of like you're raising this kid that's not yours, and you lied about it for years. That yeah, but that's like potentially it's, interesting. It's not any better than like a Lifetime original movie. At that point, you gotta, you gotta prove it. I mean, I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I don't know. I, I'm hoping just because I love um, the people who are in it. Wait, let me check out the. the oh, never mind. I checked not the uh, director, but oh, yeah. he Look didn't have up. anything I recognized. Derek, Derek Sion France. Yep, well, literally nothing <laughs> that I that I've heard of, I guess. So yeah, that is that. Now we're gonna move on to Morgan. Uh, how are we feeling about Morgan, Aaron? Because I'm, I'm not, not feeling, feeling good about it. I'm not feeling I'm it. I'm not feeling it at all. It it looks so silly. It looks so silly. I'm like, why? It looks like they're trying to, you know, cash in on that ex machina feels, but then. Oh yeah, I didn't even think of that. Not doing it as well at all. No. Um, I just, they're like, there's like a preview for that before every YouTube video now. I know whenever I say that, you don't believe me. <laughs> well, I have YouTube Red right now, because oh. they gave it to me for free or whatever, so I have gotten no ads. Mm, how dare you. No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, uh, Morgan, I guess we'll, like, read the, uh, official synopsis. A corporate troubleshooter, Kate Mara, is sent to a remote, top-secret location where she is to investigate and evaluate a terrifying accident. 
She learns the event was triggered by a seemingly innocent human who presents a mystery of both infinite promise and incalculable danger. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> I don't know, man. I Kate... do... I like the cast. Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, Kate Mara, Toby Jones, um... Wow, Paul Giamatti is deep in this list. That's crazy. Jennifer, Jennifer, Jason Lee, um, yeah, and then Tanya the girl Taylor from Joy. Yeah. yeah, which who you have you watched that yet? I haven't. No. Come on, lazy. I know. It's still like one of my favorite films of the year. I need to watch it. I do. I've. I like. I'm trying not to watch too many horror movies right in a row because I want to sleep at night. And I am a complete wimp about horror films. <laughs> but, uh... So, like, I'm gonna see Don't Breathe tomorrow. And then, depending on how up to anything I feel after that, because I feel like that movie's going to deeply disturb me in, like, a good way, um, mm-hmm. I, might, I might give The Witch a try. But, um... Look at us. We're talking about a horror movie and uh, switching over to a different horror movie because there's nothing to talk about with more. Is this supposed to be a horror movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I thought it was just kind of like a sci-fi. Well, that uh, that tells you enough. <laughs> if you, like, saw the trailer and didn't, like, realize it was a horror movie, that probably says to what I mean, I, can, I, I guess I can see that because, you know, it's all the poor lighting, green tones. They yeah. try to, you know, hype up how scary whatever her name is. Morgan. Her, her name is... That's the name of the movie. Yep. I don't know why I would have forgotten... No, I don't know either. <laughs> but then Paul Giamatti, I don't know if you've seen the specific, like, TV spot or whatever, um, but Paul Giamatti's, like, overacting in this, like, you, you suppose it's supposed to be kind of nuanced. When's as the a, last time he didn't overact? That's a great point, to be honest. I haven't was seen he... Straight Outta Compton, so I don't know about oh, that. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say that Straight Outta Compton might have been it, actually. Because a lot of people said he... That was, like, an Oscar-worthy performance from him, so... Oh, I don't know if I would go that far, but... Have you seen probably... it? Have you seen yeah. it? Oh, you've I seen, have seen it? I have seen it. Oh, well, never mind, then. I haven't Come seen on, it. Lacey. I'm sorry. I, I, I missed it when it was in theaters, and... You know. I don't know if I'll like it, so I don't want to, like, spend money on it. I would... I would... I don't know. Maybe not buy the DVD. It, I mean, it, I think it's really good for, like, the first half... And then the second half's like, it's okay, but it just kind of like gets to uh, the storylines just like go all over the place kind of thing. Okay. Which is like true to life because it's, you know, yeah, cause they like the actual split. story. Yeah. But. All right. Well, let me just remind you that this is Luke Scott's first movie. So. Who's? Luke Who's Scott? Scott. Ridley Scott's kid. Oh. Yeah. Oh, nepotism. Yep. Oh, it's a real thing. It's alive and well in Hollywood. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, we'll see. This... We'll see. I don't want to say too much about it. I don't want to throw it under the bus before it's out. Yeah, uh, I mean, maybe it will be good. Now, one I didn't put on the list, because I didn't know how much we'd have to say about it, but uh, this is nepotism, plain and simple, with yoga (laughs) hosers. Um, Yep. I actually did watch that trailer. I didn't know if you were going to put it on the list or not. Yeah, I thought about it, but I didn't know how much we'd have to say about it. But we can talk about it. If you I want. mean, it's not getting a 
wide release, is it? No, no. But we might as well just talk about it now that we've brought it up. Um, have, you, have you seen the trailers? I have. Oh, yes, I have. So uh, let's just let's just bring everyone else in on the uh, on what the movie is. It's a Kevin Smith film, um, starring his daughter Harley Quinn Smith and uh, Johnny Depp's daughter as well. And Johnny Depp is also in it. Plus, you know, he's got Justin Long, who he's worked with a couple times. Um, Haley Joel Osment, who is Sora in Kingdom Hearts. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never played the games. Yeah, I know. You're you're a monster. Just a just a horrible <laughs> monster. Um but also the epic mealtime guy is in this, apparently. So that's strange. That is strange. It's a strange choice. But uh how do you feel about it, Aaron? How do you feel about the trailer? <laughs> I I don't even know what to say. I don't understand <laughs> it at all. <laughs> Have you seen Tusk? No. I haven't either. I don't but, think I've seen any of his films, actually. Really? Like, Clerks has been in my Netflix queue for, like, a couple of years oh, okay. now. But yeah, Clerks is the only one I've seen. I really, I actually really like Clerks. Um, but, yeah. He has a very specific uh, style that if you, you either like it or you don't. Right. Um, me, I'm... I guess that I just am contradicting myself within the next sentence. I'm not too big on it, though. Um... It's, I mean, it's the same reason why I haven't watched Mallrats or uh, Tusk or probably won't see this. But, um, you know, you have to appreciate that his daughter's name is Harley Quinn. You know, that's that's something to appreciate. Is it? Yes. I mean, kind of. I guess. Kind of. But good, good for them. They're getting into acting through nepotism. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 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 Alright, let's move on to the what have we been watching. Oh, we, didn't, we didn't even get to the Bratzies. That's the whole point of the movie. Oh, well fine, let's get to, let's get to that then. <laughs> it's it's terrible. Yeah, oh it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's real bad. The I mean, uh, CGI is terrible, the idea is terrible, the pun is terrible, all of it. Just why? I mean, alright, so... I can understand the special effects not being super great. You can't imagine he got a huge budget um, for this. It's like... So, I don't know if this is this movie, or this was Tusk. I can't remember which it was. But there was a story of, like, he mentioned it on a podcast. that He, he does a podcast with his friend. And they, <laughs> like, came up with this idea on the podcast. And they were like, hey... Let's just make it. And then they just shot the movie. and So, like, they didn't really put too much time or, like, th- effort. I don't want to say effort. That sounds really rude. <laughs> but, um, five million. What's apparently that? Five million. Five million is the budget? So, apparently. I mean, how much can you really do with five million? <laughs> well, More than one, that. No, number one, you could not have CGI, I guess. <laughs> That's... Ugh, alright. I mean, I guess it just, it looks like one of those films that's trying to be bad, Sharknado-ish. you know? Sharknado-ish. Yeah, like that. But those movies usually don't ever work. Well, because no. it's no fun if they're trying. Unless it's Sharknado. I mean, obviously no. Sharknado's working. <laughs> no, it's not. 
they're four movies deep, Aaron. You cannot tell me that to the general audience. This is not working. Yeah, well, so is... I don't know. Alvin the Chipmunks. <laughs> that too. Something's working there, Aaron. I don't know what, but something. Anyway, <laughs> do we have anything else to say about it? No, probably not. Okay. All right. Then let's move on to the What Have We Been Watching segment of the week. But I could if I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah, I could if I wanted to. Who cares? I'm Adam Conover. Hey, Adam. Don't encourage me. And right now, you probably hate me for even daring to question the custom of tipping. Aaron, do you want to go first or. Uh... I can because my list is extremely small. Okay, mine's pretty small this week, too, so... I had company over, like, all last week, and now... And then the this weekend was all moving back to college, because right. I'm coming from college now. College so I starting. only really... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I really only watched one thing this week. Two things. I watched uh, The Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, which yes. Which is a Wes Anderson film. Have you yes. seen it? Um, I think I'm going to be watching it in my genres class this this semester, so... Oh, okay. I'm excited, yeah. But, but you haven't seen it before? I have not, no. We watched, like, a clip, but... Yeah, I mean, I actually haven't seen a lot of his films. I saw uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox and Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh, and Grand Budapest this. Hotel, man. I think that's definitely his uh, best one. It's good stuff. Like, when watching Royal Tenenbaums, I was kind of like... You can kind of, like, see him, like, almost developing the ideas that he would perfect in okay. Grand Budapest Hotel, in my in my opinion. I don't know. Is this, like, a well-loved movie? I, I think so. I don't really know. I, I mean, again, I'm not a huge Wes Anderson fan. The only one I've seen was uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Um, haven't even seen Fantastic Mr. Fox, which I guess is a well-beloved movie. It, it is really good. Okay. I, I would recommend it. That, and he's, he did Moonrise Kingdom as well? Yes. Okay, that one's on my Netflix queue. I should watch that soon. Mine too. But, uh, yeah, how, how'd you like Royal Tenenbaums, other than the developing yeah, I'm, ideas? <laughs> like, like, yeah, I think it's not, like I said, it's, it wasn't as perfect as uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. I think that's, like, the culmination of all he's been working at his career in his career, but I thought it was uh, very good. You know, I love the cast. It's definitely, you know, quirky, like all his films again? are. Gwyneth uh, Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Ben Stiller, uh, Luke Ev- or Luke Wilson, and uh, Owen Wilson. <laughs> Great, perfect. <laughs> Both of them, <laughs> and uh, Gene Hackman. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely it was very humorous and heartfelt. All right. So I enjoyed it. I'll, I'm gonna try to get around to more watching more of his films. My brother's a big fan of them, so but right. those are the only three I've seen so far. But I'll get to them. How many more has he made? I'm not sure. Quite like, a few more. Royal Tenenbaums, Moonrise Kingdom, Fantastic Fox, Grand Budapest Hotel. There's one more. I can't think of it, and I don't know why I'm even listing them off. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, Life Aquatic. Life Aquatic. That sounds familiar as well. Mm-hmm. I think a couple other ones. 
All right. I don't know. I'm not going to bother reading off all of them. But <laughs> yeah, just those yeah. Like, main ones. But there's a lot to get to, and I will get to them because I've been enjoying the ones I've seen. All right. Cool. What else you got? And then the only other thing I watched this week was I watched the new episode of uh, Adam Ruins Everything. <sighs> I want to watch it so badly. I wish I had cable just for this. Just only this is what I had cable for. I'm, uh, yeah, but, I'm lucky uh, I get the channel, but yeah. Yeah. But, I don't know, it wasn't one of the best episodes, because it was about Hollywood. Oh, and, yeah, like, that's what I heard. So most of the stuff I already knew, because yeah. it was basically just getting into how the Academy Awards are, like, all given to the, given away, basically, through bribery, oh, you know. Oh, yeah. Even though I'm just from that. watching BoJack Horseman. <laughs> and it was all about, like, how reality TV is completely faked, and it's like, duh, everyone knew that already. Yeah. No, you'd be surprised, man. A lot of people don't know that it's all fake. And it's so infuriating. Like, alright, I'm gonna tell this story. So my dad used to really like Duck Dynasty. Oh, no. Just really, really liked Duck Dynasty. And he, I mean, I would sit and watch it with him, you know, because I'm spending time with my dad. I, I'm, I'll watch this awful television show. And, like, it's just so painfully obvious that it's all staged, like, literally everything in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, he just didn't even realize until, like, one time I said something, and he was like, what? No, come on. No, this is all real. I'm like, no, no, not. Nope. Uh, dad, no. <laughs> like, so, I mean, there are there are millions of people out there who do believe that it's real, so. Okay. So, I don't know, maybe it was a great episode to them. Yeah. Except for, were, are those people really away. watching Adam Ruins Everything? Probably not. <laughs> no, probably not at all. Alright, so that was your list then? Yeah, that's all I had this week. Okay. So, I only have two things as well. Uh, but... They're both things that I really enjoyed. So, I'm going to start with Kubo and the Two Strings. Mm -hmm. Um, That movie was completely and unexpectedly outstanding in nearly every way. Um, To the point where, in like the first 15 minutes of the movie, there's a very specific scene that I just lit up and just started smiling from ear to ear. There was no way to stop me at that point. I'm like, this movie is amazing. This is a special, like, original kind of movie. And I was just blown away um, for the whole time I was sitting there watching it. And it was just... I just don't want to say too much because it's really easily spoiled. And there's a lot of great things about it that you don't want to know going in. Right, I just, and I yeah. obviously really want to see this. I have not gotten around to it yet. Yeah. But. So I'm not going to tell you anything, obviously. But I, I will say uh, things I loved the most about it. Um, just outstandingly and beautifully animated. Like, mm-hmm. to the point where... I, I mean, I have not seen Box Trolls, Paranorman. I have seen Coraline, though. So those are the three films prior to this. And uh, Coraline. Well, I think all of all of them have. I think even Coraline has pretty great animation. It does. It does. I'm not like a huge fan of Coraline though. I, it felt too Tim Burtony to me. Like, <laughs> and I'm not a big fan of Tim Burton at all. So that really turned me off to it. 
But uh, having that kind of set up and going into this movie, like not knowing how beautiful this was going to look and then seeing it was just outstanding. Uh, mm-hmm. Huge amounts of detail in everything, like their backgrounds and uh, just textures on, on Kubo's uh, robes and everything like that. I just was completely blown away. And uh, that part was awesome. I loved the story. The story was really interesting. It was engaging. They set up really interesting villains and then did them all justice. They they didn't, like, make them stupid. Like, the... the how much do you know about the villains? Like, do you know who I they know, are? I know, like, nothing. Okay, never mind. I'm not going to say anything then. But there there's um, two specific villains in the movie that are bone-chillingly terrifying for a children's movie um, mm-hmm. that I just did not expect. Uh, and that just let, leads to it like being like a, a dark film for kids that I didn't... I'm like, dang, they're just not even holding any punches at this point. They're, like, they're being real and honest about life and death and stuff like that. And that was really refreshing, especially having seen uh, movies this past year for children that are so everything's great, so you don't need to worry about anything in life. Everything is awesome? <laughs> yeah, everything is awesome, but, alright. Yeah, circling circling back. Yeah, coming back to it. Um, and it's not breakneck, there are huge stretches, not huge stretches, but there are stretches of the film where there is little to no dialogue, which is nice, um, that they actually tell a story through visuals instead of like, hi, I'm here, and I'm going to exposition, dump the crap out of you, and I'm gonna, blah, 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 blah. My name's Dory, and I talk every five seconds because I don't shut up. <laughs> like, uh, but that, it, that was intense. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why you hate that movie so much. I just don't like it at all, man. I mean, I have I haven't seen it, but all right, let me go back. I like it. I think it's a fine film. I don't hate it like I did when I originally saw it, but um, you know what? Be prepared for it to beat Kubo at the Oscars. Oh it's coming. my god, no. Oh, that's just I just will not understand that decision. Except for it's I gonna will. be. No, it might be Zootopia. It's pretty much between those two. Unless Moana does really well. Finding ne- Between Finding Nemo and Zootopia? Yeah. I don't, Finding I, Dory. I, oh, yeah, sorry. I don't think Finding Dory gets it, man. I don't think they're gonna... But everyone else loved it, so I guess I'm in the... Everyone else loved thing. it, and it made the most money. So. That's true. Anyway. But I, in my heart, I'll know Kubo was the best animated film of the year. I just think it, it, it's... Like when the Lego movie got snubbed. Oh my god. Not even nominated, Aaron. Not even nominated. Ugh. That was infuriating. And Sorry, then they didn't, they didn't down. even pick the best of the options they had. What did they because pick? Because they picked uh, Big Hero 6. What was the other one, though? How to Train Your Dragon 2. Oh, yeah, I have not seen that. Oh, you should watch it. I have not seen How to Train Your Dragon 1. Well, you should watch both of them. I don't like DreamWorks. This is Pixar-level DreamWorks. Okay. I didn't know they could even get there, so... They do with this franchise and Kung Fu Panda. That's it. I I don't know if you're just joking about Kung Fu Panda. I I can never tell. Those movies are so good. I saw the first Kung Fu Panda, I'm like, hmm, that's a fine movie. I... I... I don't know. I think I still think you're joking a little bit. No, I'm not. I love those <laughs> movies so much. 
Now, what about these Shrek movies? Yes. How do you feel about these Shrek movies? No. No. <laughs> Not at all. Not even one? It's alright. Okay. Well, they're okay. making five now, Aaron. So I just, know they are. I never just... even saw four. <sighs> That'll have to be bad movie of the week one week. Because <laughs> it's awful. Um, yeah, getting back to Kubo, I think... Everyone should see this. I think maybe if you have little kids that might be scared, maybe don't take them. Um, because it is freaky and dark in a way that I was surprised a PG movie could be. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's really, really great. Uh, it became my number one movie of the year, uh, past Nice Guys, <laughs> which is still a close second, because I, I love Nice Guys as well. Um, yeah, I'll watch that soon. Yeah. Probably it's... before next week. Good, good. Uh, nice Guys is just great. Anyway, uh, now let's move on to my second, uh, I, I'm just using now let's move on in, like, front of everything this episode. For you, you, al- you always do, every episode. No, so. I, but I, like, use it when we transition to a different topic. Now I'm just using it before, like, now let's move on to my second pick, now let's move on to my second thing I watched this week. I'm just, I'm overusing it at this point, which, again, I already do. But, um, <laughs> alright, so, I finished Crazy Ex-Girlfriend Season 1. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, just because it's you and me, Aaron, we might be able to spoil this. I don't know, what do you think? I don't know, it's, it's been out for a while, but... Yeah. Alright, let's just let's just say, we're going to spoil Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, I'll put a time code in the description for you to stop listening at that time. But I don't know, I'll... there's so many people that probably haven't seen it yet, that should watch it, and they might not realize how good it is yet, and then they'll spoil it for themselves. Hmm. I think you're right. Darn, I really want to talk about it, though. But, um, well... Alright, well, we won't spoil it. But, um, I'll, I'll try to do my best of expressing my feelings uh, about it without spoiling. But, this um, is the true test of a, of a reviewer. Alright. Well, let me just say that I completely rescind my remarks about the second half not having as good of songs because there are some really great songs in the second half mm-hmm. i think um gosh now i'm forgetting them all could if i wanted to um that song heard it in the episode i'm like oh that was pretty good and now i like turn it on when i'm just listening to music every once in a while i'm like it gets better it gets better the more you listen to it um that was one of my favorites the first time i listened to it yeah it is good it is really good just the way um Greg's like voice rolls through it all the way the timing is great um so yeah could if I wanted to is really great um gosh oh I gave you a UTI that one's great as well um all the Greg songs man are just great um pretty much yeah uh gosh and then there's now I have to bring it up because now I'm doubting myself to where I don't think I remember the names but it also has, the second half of the season, I think, has the worst song of the whole season. And that's Heavy Boobs. It's so dumb. I'm like, why did they include this? Uh, you, do you think that one's the worst? Yeah, what one do you think's the worst? Uh, I'd have to look at them all again. But that one, but that one is the worst. That one's pretty funny. Uh, it didn't, it wasn't, like, funny to me. I don't know. It was strange. I didn't really enjoy it. I don't know, I think it's kind of casual feminist critique thing that the show does so well 
Yeah, but it, it felt more like the... It didn't feel like a natural lead into a song was my main problem. Like, maybe the song's fine. Okay, yeah, I get I get that. It just felt like, hey, we have this song, let's throw it in here. Like, it yeah, felt I, a I, strange. It, it almost felt... I had to look up to make sure it wasn't. It almost felt like it was a song that she had made before she the the show uh, began. And yeah. then they just threw it in there. That might but have been it. I, I, don't, I don't know if that happened or not. Could have. Okay. Have you checked out the song she made before the... I haven't yet. I need to you should now, do that. Though. Now that now that you've finished, you gotta watch yes. them. Alright, so I also really like uh Oh my god, I think I like you. That one's mm-hmm. great. Um and then uh Jap Battle, uh <laughs> Jewish American Princess Battle is really great. Um, especially the explicit version. I mean the explicit versions are almost always better. But uh <laughs> Oh, Cold Showers. I think oh, yeah. Other great, than what'll uh, it be? Music Man parody. Yeah, I think other than what'll it be, which is still I think the best song in the whole show, I think um, Cold Showers is pretty close. Just that huge leap in logic that I have not seen the Music Man, so I don't know what the song they're parodying is. But you performed it in high school. Were you not there that time? <laughs> no, I didn't go. I'm sorry. Uh, I I was in it. I'm sorry. I think I that might have been before mayor. you and I were friends, so I, I had no like reason to go. <laughs> I was like, no, that oh. was after. That would have been after. Well, fine. I'm sorry I didn't go. <laughs> no. Yeah, way to be a good friend. Maybe. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. Um, what? Now I'm really curious. What do you think the worst song in the show is? Uh, now I have to look them, Bring them up. Bring them up. No, I, I mean I'm curious to the point where I need you to look it up now. <laughs> All right, we gotta fill in the gap. Something. Um, so talk more about your feelings. Yeah, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Um, I think is a great show. I think everyone should watch it. I think it's um outstanding in a lot of ways. I think it makes some mistakes as well. Um, whereas certain characters are concerned, like I, I don't want to spoil it, but I, I feel like Heather's character this season doesn't have that great of a resolution or, like, anything to do by the end. It's just like, no. hey, you're in it, and now you're not. Like, okay. Um, yeah, well, I mean, she basically fills the standard rom-com role yeah. and then disappears. Which Although is, I think... That doesn't it, make it you know, right, though. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is I think that since the show it does so much subverting those uh, tropes that she'll, I think she'll get some good stuff to do and Season two, just Hopefully. guessing. I, I really like her in the show. I think she's really funny. But, um, yeah, so there's that. Um, I think Greg um, is probably the best character on the show. Other than Rebecca, I think he's the most, like, realized as far as, like, these are all the facets of his um, attitude and, and his apathy and his insecurity, I think, really comes through more than anything in the show, which is, like, don't try too hard or else you'll fail, like, kind of attitude, um, which they explore a lot. But, um, yeah, I really liked it. I think that you should watch it if you haven't. Aaron, what's that update on the worst song? I'm looking through them, but I don't, I don't know. I can't pick anymore. I think the ones I listen to the least on, like, the root listen to are, like, uh, his status is preferred. Yeah, that one's not so great. 
And then, like, I don't really listen to Text Emergency that much either. Even though I really love the episode it's from. Yeah, it's not, like, a bad song, but I think just the best part of it is the video that goes along with it. Like, Steve <laughs> Jobs, like, coming up in the elevator yeah. and... Um, after everything I've done for you that you didn't ask for, I think is good, but I think it, it doesn't really lend itself to a uh, re-listen, or even the indescribable moment song. Not really that. Either. Yeah, well, I, that one was like the least funny, I suppose. That was more like a serious song. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But then that's why I love what'll it be though. It's like there's the one joke. There's like one or two jokes in the whole thing, and then it's just like this really like deep dive into this character's psyche that's mm-hmm. really great. Yeah, I love that one as well. Yeah. That's one of the ones I re-listen to the most. Yeah, just that hands joke, man. It's it's good every time. So yeah, it's just a perfect parody of uh, Piano Man. Yeah, Piano Man. Yeah. Do you have a favorite song from the whole thing? A favorite song? I don't know if I could pick a favorite song. Because there's so many... There's just like a core five or six that right, I... What is that core five still, or six? The audience wants to know, Aaron. It's probably... Oh, no, no, I can't even pick a core five or six. <laughs> I think about this oh probably God. more. It's definitely the Greg songs. Like, all yeah, of them. Yeah, I mean, really, it is. He, he... He's, like, the most charismatic on the show. Again, other than Rebecca, but that's because we spend so much time with Rebecca. Mm-hmm. But I'm Getting By, I think, is a great one as well. Yeah. I... I Daryl is just the best, man. Oh, and then we went to Opa. What's that? What's the one with his daughter? What's it called? Oh, I love my daughter, but not in a creepy way. That yeah. one might be the best song in the whole show, comedy-wise. That one is just outstanding. So if you haven't watched Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's on Netflix, and season two starts in October, I believe. Yeah, sometime. On right. Fridays. Well, that is that. Now, guys, we're going to be moving on to the casting segment. Uh, This week, we're going to be casting the inevitable Disney remake of The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Like fire, hellfire, this fire in my skin. Aaron, even though David's not here, uh, I think you should go first. I know. Yeah, I'm going to miss... David's, uh... I, I was interested, man. I'm like, who is he going to pick for Quasimodo? Like, I, but I think maybe mine might be silly enough for you. But I think he would I hope so. I, I didn't really come up with... I thought about a few people, but I didn't really have anyone I was particularly sold on. Right. But right now, I went with Daniel Radcliffe. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Alright. I mean, I don't really have a great defense for this. I just think, you know, he's been doing so many out their roles there's, since no, there's Harry a great Potter defense. ended. There's a great defense, and it's his role in Swiss Army Man. That's what I was going to get to. I have not <laughs> seen it yet, but, you know, it, there's a logical extension from that role right. to Quasimodo. <laughs> Just a lo- logical extension. A straight line. Now, Aaron, real quick before we get into this, I want to know how you cast the gargoyles. Did you cast them all three together? What do you mean? Like, did you cast... We'll get to it. Anyway, um, my choice for Quasimodo was John Boyega. Um, oh, interesting. I, I really don't even have a great defense for it, other than I think he would do, play a really great Quasimodo. 
Um, can he sing? I want to think that he can, because that would just be another thing to take to that box of I love this man. Um, because I do love John Boyega. He's great. Love him as Finn. Um, and I think, I don't know, I'd want to hey, see him extend his, his roles. See him, you know, maybe play not such a good-looking man. Um, I just, it would be hard for him, but I think he could do it. You know, I think he has that range. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to go with Daniel Radcliffe. Um, nice. I, th- I think he's an obvious choice, actually, now that I think about it. All right, so who do we have for Esmeralda? I had a really time with this, really hard time with this one. Because, like, I, I looked up uh, Romani actors, and there were, like, none I knew at all. Okay. And then, so I just went with uh, Chrissy Fitt, Chrissy. who is in... Pitch Perfect 2. She plays... Uh, Flo. She was one of, like, the new members of the group. Oh, the really racist one? Maybe. The one that was, like, always talking about jumping over the border and stuff? I don't remember the movie that well, okay. because it was, I it was tried really to forget that to film. I was like, but ah. I don't know. I'm just like, she can sing, and she looks the part... That's all See, I was going off This is of. my problem. Um, I didn't think about the singing part when I casted this. I don't know how I just completely missed it. <laughs> so, uh, this should be interesting. Alright, so my choice for Esmeralda is Alexandra Ship, who played Storm in X-Men Apocalypse. Um, oh, okay. I think you see kind of that role in the beginning of X-Men. Uh, you know, she's kind of like the leader of the outcast, sort of. She, uh, you know, was stealing from places, you know, kind of taking up a, a sort of leadership role, which Esmeralda isn't really in, but, I mean, she's the main character we know from that group, so I, th- I think she would fit well. Yeah. I also, like it, no clue if she can sing, so. <laughs> exactly, I was going to say that's the point of contention. She can do it, I believe in her. Does that count? Can we get her in this? Sure. <laughs> All right, Alexandra, you got into the movie. All right, so who do we have for Froyo? Froyo? Fro- Frollo? Frollo, thank you. I got there. I didn't even help you. Yep, I know. Why Why are you thanking me? Nope. Because I'm used to David just letting me, letting me struggle on pronunciations of words. <laughs> All right, who do you get? I went with uh, Charles Dance. Help me out here. Who is that? He's Tywin in Game of Thrones. Have you gotten that? I don't know if he's in the part of the show you've seen yet. I don't I, think he comes in until season two. I might have seen him. Like, who is... Lannister? He, yeah. Like, he's, the old uh, guy? The, yeah, the father. Oh, yeah. he He's on... I've seen him. Okay, yeah. But can he, he has, sing, Aaron? I think so. He I don't was, know if my person All I could name. find was he was in a adaptation of uh, Phantom of the Opera once, oh, okay. like a TV movie version. But, you know, he just, in Game of Thrones, he just does that kind of, like, reluctant father thing for, like, you know, he considers Tyrion just, like, this deformed monstrosity in the right. same way. I haven't seen much of him, but I have seen enough to, like, get that vibe from him. So I, I can see that. And he has that deep voice, that deep, you know, 
you gotta get that. Okay. So hopefully you can sing because you know Hellfire. Oh yeah, that's just top that's five Disney songs. Just what I was gonna say. This person needs to bust out just the greatest performance of Hellfire ever done. How did that movie? Or how did that song get put in a kids' movie? I have I'll never no idea. know. Like half the songs in that movie. That's a good point. That too. <laughs> but for real, Hellfire is just like. But it's so good. Just, yep, we're gonna have a song about an old man perving out over a girl. Mm-hmm. Alright. That might be a little too dark. Nope, that's that's exactly what we're going for. Oh, alright. Well, my choice was Ian McKellen. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I think he fits so well. Um, he would. He... I don't know how I want to phrase this. Ian McKellen could be a creepy old guy. Like, I don't think he is... But he could put off that vibe. Like, I believe in his talent as an actor. Um, oh, definitely. Ian McKellen... Wait. He was in... What What play did we read in AP? King Lear. King Lear. He was in King Lear, right? Yeah. There we go. That's, That's not a... a musical. What's that? That's not a musical. No, I know it's not. <laughs> know, oh, okay. I know that. I thought that's where you were going with that. No, no, I'm just saying he, he can play that uh, old man who's deranged kind of uh, role. So that's my only defense. I just thought, Ian McKellen, what do you know? It's, <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, with your guy, though, because I think he fits better. Right. What's his name again? Uh, Charles Dance. Charles. All right, who do we have for Phoebus? I went with uh, Zachary Levi. Okay. He was Chuck. Yeah, right. In the TV yeah. show. In, in the TV show. Same <laughs> name. <laughs> and he was also, uh, what's his name from Tangled? The dude. Uh, Ryder? Ryder? Is that his name? I don't remember his name. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, um, I don't remember either. But was he so... also... In Thor. Thor 2. Thor 2, that's right. They replaced Guy from Once Upon a Time. Yes. Alright. Exactly. Well, my choice... Oh, sorry. Continue. uh, No, my defense was just, like, as seen in Tangled, he has the singing ability, but he also plays that same kind of, like, sarcastic hero kind of thing. Okay. Alright, yeah, I can see it. Now, my choice you're going to laugh at, and I really don't have a defense for it, uh, <laughs> but it's Dave Franco. Think about nope. it. Nope. Think about it. He's nope. the, He has the heartthrob thing down, man. I, I think he could really... Does he? Pull that part. Dave Franco? Oh, totally, man. All the girls love Dave Franco, I think. My sister does, at least. That's all I know. That's, that's one. Shh. <laughs> I... I just couldn't really think of anyone that fit Phoebus. I I think Dave Franco could become a spitting image of him, though. Can he sing? Come on, Lacey. I, I told you I didn't think about this singing. <laughs> that was my bad. So basically, I am the David in this role where, like, <laughs> my no, roles was, aren't, like... If it was David, you would have cast, like... Joe Jonas. <laughs> he can sing. <laughs> he can sing. Can That's he? true. Can he, though? Childish Gambino. In all the roles. 
<laughs> directed by Childish Gambino. You see, he has a uh, FX I a director. show coming out. I forgot to pay it a uh, director, but we'll get to that. Uh-oh. Anyway, yes, I did see. I'm excited. I'll watch it. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, it looks like we're going to be going with uh, Zachary Levi. But this brings us down to some of the final roles. Who do we have for Klopin? 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 And I don't know how to pronounce his name. I think it's Klopin. Klopin. Let's go with Klopin. I don't know. I haven't seen the movie in such a long time. But anyway, I went with uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, dang, that's a good choice. I don't even need to read my choice. That's outstanding. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, you can defend it if you want, but... I don't think I need to defend it. No, I don't think you do either. That's that's a really good choice. My choice was Gina Carlo Esposito. So. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it's a bad casting choice, but I, I think yours is just knocked it out of the park on that one. I thank you. You're welcome. All right. So now I casted the gargoyles all together. Like I didn't cast them like specifically by Oh yeah, me too. character. Okay, cool. So, you want to read yours first? What I did for mine is I just went with a Flight of the Concords reunion. So I just went with Brett McKenzie, Jermaine Clement, and Kristen Shaw. Oh, Kristen Shaw. Well, so- those are my gargoyles. It's funny because I went with an always sunny reunion <laughs> for my gargoyles. Got Charlie Day, Caitlin Olson, and Glenn Howerton as the uh, gargoyles. So how do we want to do this? Do we want to like mix and match? I think Kristen Shaw should be in it for sure. Okay. So we'll get Kristen Shaw in there. Sorry, Caitlin Olsen, but it's just a way better choice. All right. I think Charlie Day should stay uh, in. I mean, just because why would you not want Charlie Day to be a part of your movie? <laughs> Except for we've turned him down in, like, several other roles, so I guess that's uh, that's going back. And then who do you want from – who else do you want from your cast? I'll go it's got to another... be Jermaine. It's got to be Jermaine. Jermaine who? Jermaine Clement. Jermaine Clement. All right. Well, that those are our gor- gorgoyles. Gargoyles. <laughs> Who do we have for a director on this one? I'll, I'll say mine first. I, Wait. Yeah, I didn't pick one. I'll say mine first just because uh, it goes with my theme of I want Rob McElhenney to uh, direct this movie. You know, I, I think he could do it. He, he uh, can do Darkness. Like, the, the darkness of the movie, he do, they deal with dark humor all the time on Always Sunny. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's about my only explanation. I just wanted to get him in, in there somehow, and uh, I did. All right. Yeah, like I said, I for, completely forgot. So is it just going to be Rob McGillan? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> all right, Isn't so... He, oh, he's directing the Minecraft movie. He is? Yes. There's a Minecraft movie? So yes. many questions were spurred on just by that. No, he for yeah, Warner Brothers is making a Minecraft movie. Like a, I think it's animated. I hope it's animated. Why I, I suppose. They just like deform all of their actors to be blocks. <laughs> but yeah, strange. he's directing it. 
Interesting. I guess I can't say it's that weird. I mean, we have like the Minecraft story mode now, and mm-hmm. so there's precedence. He that. might be the next uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller. That would be guy. outstanding. But then I'd be really scared for Always Sunny. Like, I don't want that nah, show that to movie's... end. That movie, that show's never gonna end. I hope not. Alright, so here is our cast. Quasimodo is Daniel Radcliffe. Esmeralda is Alexandra Ship. Fro- Fro- Frollo, just a struggle on that one. Frollo is Charles Dance. I'm just gonna let you struggle. I know you will. <laughs> Phoebus is Zach Levi. Clopin is Lynn Manuel Miranda. And the Gargoyles are Christian Shaw, Charlie Day, and Jermaine Clement. Which might be the best gargoyles ever created. Um, and our director is Rob McElhinney. I mean, it would be a Disney remake. That's for sure. Yeah, there's not really many ways to screw it up because they just take the same exact movie. <laughs> it's just the same movie again, so I mean, yeah. Alright, well that is our casting segment. Wow, we're going, we're buzzing right through on this one. Aaron, it's time for the bad movie of the week. What have you got for it is. us? Oh my god! I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Carpet day! Huh? No! Alright, Lacey. This is one. I'm, no. I'm gonna feel you, pain. You're not gonna feel pain, but this is one I had to talk about after earlier this week. And that is, die another day. We had to get to it. We did. We did. So, I'm going to preface this just by saying, um, watch this movie earlier in the week, just because it was on, and I was like, I always forget how bad this movie is, so I'm going to torture myself with it again. But, uh, yeah, so I just texted Aaron, I'm like, hey, I forgot how awful this movie is, and... Now he wants to talk about it, so Aaron, I'll We have to you. talk about it, because I'll it is... Take the stage, then. It's probably the worst of all of them. No, it's definitely the worst. I mean, I haven't seen all of them, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say the surfing scene sure alone... Seen... I'm not sure if I've seen all of them, but, yeah, I think it's a fairly safe bet to say it is the worst. <laughs> Alright, how do you want to t- tackle this? You want I to think just... we, we can talk about the surfing scene, because that's probably, like... The biggest part that's wrong with this movie. It's so offensively bad. <laughs> like, did they even try? I don't... It looks like... Like, alright, so... If anyone doesn't understand what we're referencing here with the surfing scene. So there's James Bond, he's hanging off a cliff or whatever. And all of a sudden a wave comes along and he has like a parachute or a... Parachute, I guess? What would you call yeah, that? Yeah, like a para... What's Parasail called? or whatever. Something like that. And so he drops down onto the wave and surfs this mega wave. Um, and, like, that is offensive enough on its own, just the idea of that. But it gets even worse once you throw in how absolutely god-awful the CGI is in that scene. It's... It's they weren't even trying bad, like they weren't even trying. No, I would assume it looks like he's a rubber man just kind of floating around. 
Like, the physics don't make any sense how, how they assume that this would be a legitimate scene in any movie, let alone James Bond, a thing that people love and <laughs> care for. They're like, hey, let's throw this into our James Bond movie. No, please stop. As I said, the, the scene was so bad, it forced them to reboot the franchise after going strong for 40 years. They had a solid 40 years. Changed actors, but never rebooted. But after that, they were like, nope, we're done. We're done. Back to basics. And even that had a... Almost... Like... Spe- I, I we have to save Spectre for another time, Lacey, we, okay? We do. But I'm just saying, that, that franchise itself has one of its own... I don't think it's quite as bad as Die Another Day. But it's close. It's pretty yeah. close. Um, I don't know. What else do you want to talk about? I'm going to let you lead it since you're... Uh... We have to talk about theme song. Of course we do. Absolutely the <laughs> worst theme song. <laughs> it's not James Bond. I don't it's, know it's who... It's like as far from a regular Bond theme as you can possibly get. The like, complete opposite side of the spectrum. It's like they handed Madonna like a check and we're like all right here you go make us a song she's like i don't really care just made him a song and they're like well we already paid for it we got to use it now oh it's like they forgot to hire a artist until like the very last second and they're like who's, who's popular with the kids nowadays was she even know. popular when did this no, movie come out that's what i'm saying they probably asked like some 60 year old man oh yeah like who's popular with the kids nowadays and named the only one he could think of from recent memory let me look up. Is this 2002? I think so. Ish. I'm gonna take a look. But yeah, so, I mean, on top of that, we have Halle Berry being Halle Berry as Halle Berry in everything Halle Berry is in. Indeed. Uh, yeah, I, I don't dislike Halle Berry. I think she's a fine person, but I just don't think her acting is good in anything I've ever seen her in. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Catwoman alone can probably tell you that you never want to uh, see that again. But uh, That might have to be in this some yeah, other week as well. Catwoman's... Like, this is bad, but like Catwoman's aggressively bad. Like, I feel like they just knew what they had and just went for it at that point. But yeah, you also have, uh, let's take a look at the cast here. Oh, Pierce Brosnan, of course, he's playing Bond. Um, Toby Steffens as Gustav Graves. Rosamund Pike, who, you know, didn't even realize was in that movie until I watched it again recently. Yeah, I didn't either. Until because... I looked up uh, the cast after you texted me. Yeah. Which, I guess, I didn't really know her until uh, Gone Girl, so... <laughs> Which, God, Gone Girl's outstanding. It is. Should have been nominated for an Oscar. For a Best Picture Oscar, I think. It wasn't? No. Oh, I thought it was. Take out American Sniper and throw that one in. Oh, yeah, definitely. Gotta have that American propaganda, Aaron. I've only seen the fake baby scene. (laughs) And that's all I need. (laughs) That fake baby scene, oh my god. That made it worth it. Um, yeah, I don't know. What else? Just want to just crap on everything? Those things. 
So let's go. I with... don't remember it as well because I haven't seen it as recently. Oh, that's I true. Just re- I have just recently seen it, so I guess I can talk more about it. Um, there's a scene where they're fighting in a room with a laser, and eventually the laser starts like losing control and going like flipping everywhere, and uh, they're like dodging the laser because oh god it'll cut them open or whatever. But then you like think about it, you know, like if the laser is going all over the room, why isn't it just demolishing the room that they're standing in? Like, this makes no sense. It's like cutting down certain things, but not other things that should obviously be cut down by that point. It, it's just offensive how little thought went into this movie. They're like, did they just think no one would notice that this makes no sense? And then when the late... The, all right, so there's a guy who, like, pins Bond against the wall, and then the laser, like, lands on the back of him somehow and shoots a laser out of the guy's mouth that destroys this guy, murders him completely, but Bond is not hurt by the laser whatsoever. It, just that scene alone just makes you wonder what kind of thought process went into anything of the script. Oh, it was none. none. None? You gotta give him a little credit. I mean, wait, no. No, you don't. Nope. Not for this one. You know, there's a, there's a sun base... In, in the Arctic. That makes sense, guys. No, let's just... Nope, nope. Perfect, perfect sense, guys. <sighs> Movie's just... Ugh. Alright. Uh, anything else to say about it, or...? No, I think we covered it. Yep, I, I... It's the worst James Bond movie. For sure. Followed probably closely by Spectre. Yes. We should do... Did we... Have we already done... Movies that you thought you've that you, like, liked and then turned around on? No. And, like, you don't like anymore? No. Okay, we might have to do that. And if we do, Spectre will be on there. Because I thought I liked Spectre for, like, a good week. And I just started thinking about it. Like, that movie was really boring and pointless. And, <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get to it. And, it, yeah. That will might be something we do later. So, keep an eye out for that. Now... We'll be moving on to The Fault in Your Stars. Oh, okay. I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's going to bug me if I don't. The music's bad and you should feel bad. Aaron. David. Mm-hmm. It was David's week. Um, he is not with us today. So I took it upon myself to find a couple reviews. And uh, we'll go through those right now. As soon as I open my app, because that's what I do. That's where I had them. Okay. Here we go. I have two. So, we'll see. If you don't get it on the first one, I'll give you the second one. I think the second one is uh, much easier to get. Alright. Three stars. I Uh, didn't... Okay, Okay, you get... It's difficult. Three stars? (laughs) It's in the middle. It's supposed to be like a bad movie. It's a bad movie. Good review. It's just... They're much uh, nicer in their words than they are with their rating. Alright. I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did, but it was predictable. Number one, that sentence doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Maybe they like predictability. <laughs> I guess. Blank is cute, funny, and a fun family flick. It's not very original, but who cares? <laughs> it's a harmless kids film that nobody should have a problem with. Because it is just trying to be exactly what it is. 
The music is fun, the story is charming, the adult humor is still in there, and the conclusion does its job well in trying to change the way children should think about blank. And how they are regular people. All in all, I had loads of fun watching this funny kids flick. Wait, read that part about again about the how they are regular people? Okay. It's a long sentence, so let me go back. The music is fun, the story is charming, the adult humor is still in there, and the conclusion does its job well in trying to change the way children should think about blank and how they are all just regular people. I don't know if this is a tough one. Alright, you want me to read the second one? I mean, I, I feel like I should be able to fairly easily get it, but I'm blinking. Might as well read the second one, just because it's also quite funny. Yeah. Alright, four stars. So this person like likes it even more in their stars, but they hate on it more in their words, so I don't really know what's happening. Alright, this movie was pretty great. The only complaint I have about this movie is how quick their relationships formed. On day one, he wanted to throw them on the street, and by night two, he was becoming a father figure. That's not so convincing to me. Considering, though, this is a children's movie, and it is an interesting concept to bring blank to the screen nearly 50 years after the creation. The effects in the movie were good, the movie was funny, and even the songs were okay. I liked it, and would probably watch a sequel if they make another one. After 50 years? So, what are you thinking? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I should. You I should, feel like you I should, should be getting this, know this way movie. quicker than this. I think. I know. I can't. All right. So let's go. Let's go through what you know. Right. Kid, kids movie. Yes. Um story about someone wanting to throw something out on the street but then becoming a father figure music right um realizing that someone is just a realizing that some people are just regular people which i don't think is the moral of the film i've only seen it once but i don't think that was the moral they were going for if there is a moral And it's a bad... It's an awful movie. Like, how awful? <laughs> like, uh... Like, <laughs> really awful. <laughs> well, alright. You want to start getting hints? Yeah. Alright. Do you want... Alright. I'll give you this first hint. There are sequels. I figured... Because okay. why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't it get sequels? <laughs> Let me bring it up. Do you want the director? Sure. I can't find. Okay, there we go. Couldn't find it. All right, Tim Hill is the director. Oh, I don't even know who that is. Uh, he directed such hits as the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Um, Max Keeble's Big Move. Oh, Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties. Oh, no. And Hop. Those last two should give you a little bit of a hint as to what this movie is. 
Garfield and Hop. Yeah. I have no idea. Something with pets. Alright. I'm gonna start Sorry. giving you cast from like the hardest one to get up until the easiest one. Yeah. So David Cross is in it. Is this how in the chipmunks? Yes, it is. Oh. <laughs> I should have known that. Nailed it. After a ton of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the quote is about the moral of the movie. The quote is... Uh, and the conclusion does its job well in trying to change the way children should think about pop stars and how they are just regular people. That's not that, what that, that movie's about. moral? No, that's not what that movie's about. Oh, like, I don't even think there is a moral to that movie, so that... It's kids' film. Of course there's a moral. <laughs> Zootopia does. That's a good moral. It's an obvious one. In more ways than one. It is. You're not, you're not jumping on that, down that rabbit hole now, are you, Aaron? What rabbit About hole? About how it's too obvious of a moral? Well, it is very I'm saying... What I was saying to the people who called out for being obvious, I'm like, of course it's obvious. It's for children. Yeah, okay. Alright. I thought you were like... I'm not saying it's a flaw with the film. <laughs> I'm just saying... <laughs> um, but yeah, Alvin of the Chipmunks. Awful film. Four, four squeakles, Aaron. And yes, I, I did use the word squeakle. Please uh, don't. Because no. they told me to use it, alright? I mean, it's the name of the first one. It's the second one's called the squeakle. And then it's chipwrecked. And then it's the road ship. And then there will be another one. Because of will course there, really? there will. I probably. Did it make any money at all? Yeah, surprisingly. It came out against Star Wars. <laughs> like, it's, those aren't even comparable in quality or wide reach. But um, yeah, have but you it's... seen any of the Out from the Chipmunks movies, Aaron? I've seen parts. I could never sit through a whole one. Well, let me tell you what. I sat through three of them. <laughs> Saw the first one. It's so bad. But, like, I was a kid, and you're like, oh, I'm a dumb kid. I like these movies. Um, but then the second one came out, and my littlest, my littlest, not littlest sister anymore, but my littlest sisters at the time really liked the, the squeakle. I watched them one day. We watched the movie together. It was awful, wanted to turn it off so badly, but, you know, they like it. Then mm -hmm. Chipwrecked comes out, and, uh, so we, my dad wanted to take my sisters to go see it in the theaters, to which I went with them, and, oh my god, it's so bad. Chip, I mean, I haven't seen Road Chip, so I guess I can't really speak the quality of that, but I think Chipwrecked might be one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. Where it looks like they just went into a forest and filmed, like, just the ground, because that's all you'd need to film, because mm -hmm. all of the chipmunks are CGI, so they just kind of, like, filmed the ground for a while, and then this is the most offensive part of the whole movie, is that there's a plot about a, a volcano going off on the island that they're on or something. And they use the shot three times. It's of um, Jason Lee is the guy's name, right? I think so. Yeah. So Jason Lee, he, like, runs over a log, and the volcano's in the background. 
Then you're like, oh, maybe they did a CGI volcano background. Maybe they tried. No, they didn't try. It's like a cardboard cutout of a volcano in the background. Like, it's like an obvious backdrop. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> How they got away with that, I'll never understand. And they used that same location, like, three times. So, it's it's awful. But anyway, that's Alvin and the Chipmunks. Mm-hmm. And uh, never watch them. Don't encourage them. Don't be like me. <laughs> I try to forget they ever exist, which is why I couldn't get it. That's true. That's true. That's my excuse. But you have which to is remember, a valid one. But you gotta remember all of the uh, great memes and jokes that came out when it came out against Star Wars last year. That was that was great. True. Like the posters right next to each other, and you're like, oh yeah, I wonder which one of these is gonna be good. <laughs> anyway. Alright guys, well thank you for listening. Uh, you got a super short episode uh, this week, an hour shorter than normal. Um, <laughs> I-, I can't guarantee that it will ever be like this again. <laughs> Especially with our casting segment. I think once we move on to something different, uh, once uh, episode 20 comes and goes, maybe we'll get back to some shorter-ish episodes. But uh, who knows? Um, thank you guys for listening. If you want to find Aaron around the internet, you can find him at Little Flame Dude on Twitter. Um, hasn't been posting much, but I mean... Yeah. You gotta stay there for when the, the uh, Always Sunny Where's Danny DeVito tweets come in. You gotta stay around for those moments. Um, and if you want to find him on Tumblr, you can find him at, this clever blog name is already taken, I got there, um, <laughs> yeah, and if you want to find me around the internet, you can find me at, uh, Jacob Scott Music on Twitter, um, you can find me at Jake Lace on Tumblr, and if you want to find David, even though he's not here, you can find him at dbex15 on Twitter, and, yeah, I'm also doing Instagram now, which... We'll see how that lasts, but uh, it's Jake underscore Lace underscore. So there's that. All right. And if you, oh, I always forget to plug our actual Twitter. <laughs> um, reboot already underway on Twitter. Um, reboot already on. Um, find us there. We tweet links before anyone else, anywhere else. So if you want to get episodes earliest, you can go to there. And yeah. Thank you guys for listening. We will see you all again next week with a brand new episode, and David will have returned. All right? Yes. See you later. <laughs>